Welcome to the very first episode of From the Outside with Sarah C. I am so excited for this adventure and so glad that you have chosen to listen. My name is Sarah Crosscut, and I am the owner and facilitator of From the Outside. From the Outside is a series of plant and nature-based activities that cultivates purposeful and intentional connections to the natural world, ourselves, and each other. I have always believed and still believe that nature is magic, and our relationship with the natural world is the foundation to our sense of belonging and purpose. It is here in our connection with the source of life where we unearth our authentic self and find our magic. I am recently retired from a very diverse 35-year career in science and outdoor education. As an educational consultant, teacher, curriculum specialist, and program developer, I have had many incredible opportunities to design and execute a multitude of creative, experiential, science-based programs for a range of grade levels in an assortment of settings. My career was very eclectic and very diverse. So as we begin to examine our relationship with nature, our ecological self, we can start with our childhood. Did you spend time outdoors as a child? What activities did you do? What landscapes surrounded you? What area, what place did you grow up in? What landscapes were you exposed to as a child? What emotions did you experience in nature as a child? Fear, wonder, awe, joy, maybe all of those. As a young child, I had a natural curiosity and connection to nature. My whole life, I have felt more connected to plants and animals that I find in nature than I have to humans. I understand the equal importance of all living things on this planet each having a purpose and a part, none being insignificant. I spent endless hours outdoors as a child. I would imagine most adults my age, I'm 58, spent their free time outdoors. I made wedding cakes out of sand in the sandbox and very delicately decorated the top of them with lawn weeds like chickweed and henbit little tiny flowering lawn weeds. I would spend hours on my belly in the backyard searching for the fortuitous four-leaf clover and fairies in the flowers of those same lawn weeds that I would decorate my sandbox wedding cakes with. Played with worms and slugs. Played kickball, riding bikes. I had a very sacred and important fort that I built behind one of my good childhood friends' homes that was in the pine trees and we had benches made of logs and we would have our little notebooks and make lots and lots of observations when we were in our pine tree fort. I climbed trees um, and I was allowed to roam free and was called home for dinner by the glow of the porch light. So summer nights after dark, I would run around collecting fireflies and glass peanut butter jars 
that I would poke the holes in the lid, building a little habitat in the jar of glass with grass and sticks and whatever else I could find that I think the firefly would love. Some of my most cherished memories are with my dad, my dad and my sister, my dad at the helm of the telescope. My sister and I would star and moon gaze in our pajamas on our back porch. And those are some of the best memories I have with my dad. My dad passed away a couple of years ago. And in his eulogy, I really thought about my relationship with nature and how important he was in developing that relationship. He would take us skiing when we were little. He had a sailboat. So we spent lots and lots of time in nature with him. He taught me the constellations and the stories behind the constellations. So those are really poignant moments in my childhood that strengthened and set the foundation for the relationship that I have with nature now as an adult. By the third grade, I knew I wanted to study biology. Um, I was always immersed and fully engaged in the natural world and the magic of nature. And then when I decided to attend graduate school in 2012, in my late 40s, I felt like I was honoring my roots in studying environmental science. So throughout my whole adult life, nature continues to be my teacher, my healer, and my muse. My deep and sacred relationship with the natural world is the wellspring for my creativity and my well-being. So I also have three grown children who spent most of their childhood outdoors, camping, hiking, building, riding bikes, all of the things that I did as a child. So more recently, in October of 2018, I felt very stuck in my life. I was down in the tall weeds and could find no way out. I had always wanted to teach and live in remote Alaska. So I accepted a teaching job in the small Inuit village of Wainwright, Alaska. It's a small village wedged between the Chukchi Sea and the Arctic Ocean, about 350 miles north of the Arctic Circle. about 75 miles west of Barrow, Alaska. It was such a transformative time for me. I had an amazing experience immersing myself in the culture, the darkness, the solitude, the stillness, the silence, the cold, all of it. I completely embraced it. I was up there by myself and I it was truly transformative. I even crossed off the number one thing on my bucket list, which was seeing the Northern Lights. Um, Seeing them almost every night when it was clear from my apartment window, taking photographs. I remember the first time I saw them and I had an app on my phone from the University of Alaska in Fairbanks that sort of had a 
it kind of followed the northern lights. It would tell you what your chances were of seeing them that night. And then, of course, I would watch my weather app to make sure that it was clear. And sometimes I would even set my alarm so I could get up in the middle of the night to see them. I lived in a small apartment building so with some other teachers. So if someone was up and they saw them, they would knock on everyone's door and say, the northern lights are out. Get your boots on. Get your coat on. We're going outside. So... I got up one night, set my alarm, and I looked out the window. I hung my head out the window. Now, keep in mind, this is way in the Arctic Circle, probably down in the negative 40s or 50s at night. So it was cold, but I hung my head out the window and I said to myself, I think that's it. I would see the green coming. It was almost like a flow, like a river of green light. And I saw it coming and I was like, oh my gosh, I think that's it. I think that's the Northern Lights. I can't believe it. I'm seeing the Northern Lights. And I really literally fell to my knees and just cried like a baby. I'm kind of tearing up now thinking about it because it was such an impactful, awe-inspiring thing that I saw. It was just awesome. And I have students who I still stay in contact with in Alaska. And whenever the lights are super active or super beautiful, I get pictures of the Northern Lights and they say, we think of you when we see them. So it was a really, really transformative, special time for me. So because it was so transformative and I very much intentionally put myself in a place of solitude and away from everything, I purposefully did not have Wi-Fi in my apartment. So I didn't have a TV. I was doing lots of reading. And that's when I began to write. So it was here in that cold, quiet, dark, where I began to write. And I wrote a series of essays titled Lessons from Nature. Each essay explored elements that I had observed in natural systems and applied them to the human condition. With a master's in environmental science, I have never really been a scientist that loves the science part of science, the data, the research. And as a teacher, I could very naturally connect people to concepts. I could take something very complicated and manipulate the content or create a story so that my students could understand it more easily. So I've always loved kind of that liaison job of taking the science and then putting it in a way that people can relate it to themselves or they can see their connection in the big picture. So I've always loved that about studying science. So my writing helped me process my thoughts and feelings by leaning into nature's wisdom, ultimately connecting more connecting me more deeply to the natural world and my authentic self. I knew my journey as I was doing this writing and finishing up my time in Alaska 
no longer included K through 12 classroom education. I was kind of ready to move beyond that. So all the paths, personal, professional, so my love of gardening, my love of travel, the scientific knowledge that I do have, have led me to create from the outside. And I do believe it is truly my life's purpose. And this is the path that all of these things have led me to. So since returning from Alaska in 2019, several of my essays have been published in both Plants and Poetry Journal and Wild Roof Journal. Um, links, all of the essays are on my website. Links to both journals can be found on my website, which is www.fromtheoutsidellc.com. And I encourage you to check out these environmental journals. They're awesome. There are so many talented visual artists and writers that contribute to these journals. And I am truly honored to be published with these amazing creatives. So with that said, I would like to share with you two of my essays Sort of going back to what I talked about in this little introductory podcast so that you can kind of get to know me a little bit and my perspective and my point of view, I would love to share um, two of the essays that I wrote. The first one is called Lessons from Nature, and it speaks of my lifelong deep relationship with nature. And the second is called Sojourn. And it is a keynote speech that I wrote and delivered to the 2013 graduating class at Brook Road Academy. So today, it seems like a foreshadowing to the current place on my own journey. But back then, I didn't really see that. I didn't know that. So the first one is called Lessons from Nature. Stepping into the forest is an exquisite exhale. The raw reverberation of nature, the saturation of scent and sound soothes my soul. The collective calls of the forest birds beckon me into their world. Cocooned below the canopy cover, the bulwark of branches bolsters me in its being and beauty. The algae air is pungent and profuse with the earthy fragrance of fungi and decaying organic matter. With each breath, The vaporous veil of volatile compounds emitted from the trees as they transpire steeps into my cells, invigorating my immune system and strengthening my spirit. Growing up, both my parents had their own unique individual connection and love for the outdoors. My mother was a hardworking gardener. She always had generous gardens, vast and vibrant, bountiful and vegetables, and fragrant flowers in a variety of textures and colors. The process of tending her garden, planting, weeding, watering, pruning, raking, and mowing was sacred. Each task brought joy, wholeness, healing, and connection. As I honor each step of my own adventures in the natural world, I acknowledge her deep love for gardening and its spiritual transformation. Conversely, my father was all about the fun. His sense of adventure was indisputable as we embarked on a multitude of ski trips, sailing voyages, bike hikes, and plane rides. 
His love of the outdoors was wildly exposed through his hobbies. He was always eager to share his enthusiasm and expertise. My father passed away in June 2020. And as I prepared his eulogy, I reflected upon my childhood and realized his love for the natural world was more profoundly instilled in me in the quieter moments of backyard stargazing. We spent many a dark hour together on the back porch. He would recite the story of each constellation that we traced with our fingers in the sky. We peered through my telescope at the moon or the North Star or whatever celestial curiosity we felt like observing that evening. Orion, with his signature Three Sisters belt, is one of the first constellations my dad taught to me, and it is my favorite in the winter sky. For as long as I can remember, nature has been my sanctuary, my refuge, my sacred space. My consummate connection with the earth began when I was a small child and continues to deepen as I grow older. Nature is a mighty force that sparks the senses and cultivates creativity. It is the root of my renewal and the purveyor of my purpose. The lessons and beauty I've experienced immersed in the landscape have been profound, deeply healing, awe-inspiring, and truly transformative. Restoring and nurturing our relationship with the land can instill a sense of wonder and curiosity, inspire us to dig deep and discover our distinctive gifts, and support our health, healing, and wholeness. So that is Lessons from Nature. I hope you enjoyed it. The next one is Sojourn. So this is the one that I wrote for the Brookard Academy graduating class. Two months have passed since my father died. I've spent many hours in solitude, mourning the loss of his physical presence, reminiscing with old photos, reflecting on his generous spirit, quiet creativity, conscious connections with others, and his overall unremitting optimism and love for life. Moreover, I've thought deeply about my own sojourn on this planet. In his 85 years, my dad created and lived his best life. In honoring his presence, I am intentional in creating my own authentic life. A makeshift experience is not acceptable. As I was shuffling through some papers, I found this keynote address that I was honored to deliver at the Brook Road Academy commencement ceremony in 2013. The words I shared with the senior class then are still reliable and significant as I can continue my journey today. As you sit before me this afternoon, I am sure most of you recall your first day at Brook Road Academy. You arrived from different places. For each of you, Brook Road has been a respite, a place to catch your breath, a nurturing community in which to learn, to teach, to regroup, to choose a new path, and to gather momentum to continue your life's journey. Extending along the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia, Shenandoah National Park has been a place of inspiration, respite, and relaxation for me almost for almost 30 years. As an avid hiker, I spend a great deal of time in Shenandoah National Park walking amongst the cascading waterfalls, climbing to the expansive overlooks, 
and studying the impressive geological history, rock formations, and wide array of wildflowers. The trail system in the park is extensive and includes areas of designated wilderness and 104 miles of the Appalachian National Scenic Trail, or AT. Many hikers traverse this trail from end to end, Georgia to Maine. Brook Road reminds me of the shelters that these through hikers encounter on the AT. The protective three-sided huts are primitive, but welcome structures after a long, arduous day of hiking on the trail. As hikers stop and rest in these lean-tos, community and camaraderie exists however long the stay, just like Brook Road. So here, so here you are. Each of you has chosen a new path, and the hour is here for you to sort through your stuff, decide what stays behind to lighten your load, and what is worth the weight to be carried with you as you prepare to depart our safe little lean-to. As we are together this one last moment, I feel humbled as the experienced hiker chosen to give you a few words of advice. For some of you, your path may be clear cut. For others, not so obvious. Walk in stillness and wait for something along the path that feeds your purpose. Observe, appreciate, and saturate yourself in nature's beauty and abundance for what you seek may be revealed in the unexpected. Be mindful of every step. Observe the minuscule moments and the majestic milestones along the way. The spectacular sunsets, gentle breezes, and aromatic wildflowers, as well as twisted ankles, blistered feet, and sore shoulders from carrying a heavy pack. Live entirely in the experience. Learn humbly from hardships and happiness and let go completely of cargo that is holding you back. Keep moving forward. At times, your journey may seem mundane or boring. Stay focused, savor the familiar moments, and find calmness, peace, and purpose in everyday routines. Practice gratitude to manifest sacredness in each day. You will meet many different people on your journey. Every human interaction is a chance to make things better or make things worse. Remember the most important person is the one standing in front of you. So be kind, no exceptions. Take time to rest and recharge on your journey. Do not be afraid to be alone. Insist on and cherish times of quiet solitude. For it is in these moments you will hear the quiet whispers of your heart, guiding you deeper down the path to your truth and your life's purpose. There will be obstacles. Every path, however well-maintained, still has obstacles. Fallen trees, boulders, and water crossings. Stop and pause at each obstacle. Be thoughtful and creative in your solutions to overcome what stops you in your tracks. Sometimes you are presented with a detour or a new path. Point your compass in the new direction and continue your way with confidence and conviction in your navigation skills. Most hikers will tell you, and it has certainly been my experience, that the most magnificent panoramic views and spectacular waterfalls are reached only after miles of slow, steady uphill climbs, steep thigh-burning descents, or precipitous ledge-balancing maneuvers. 
These vistas are the reward for lots of hard work, effort, and sweat while maintaining a sense of balance. The pinnacle will absolutely take your breath away. So pick your path, know your boundaries, but acknowledge that a little discomfort is a sign you are working hard to make progress on your journey. If your intuition nudges you to stop at a hidden overlook or leads you down a trail that is not marked on your map, explore and lean into the unknown. You may end up on a different mountainside, but the view can be just as beautiful and the experience just as full. This is not the path on which I began when I graduated from high school, but here is where my path has led me in all of its climbs, descents, and obstacles. Let me tell you, the view from where I am standing is amazing. Just know where you are is where you should be. Ultimately, the journey is yours alone. Your path, your walk, your destination. Godspeed. So I was so honored to be asked to create and share that keynote with that graduating class. And I'm honored to have you listening in to this podcast. I'm excited for the episodes to come. So join me in my future episodes on the journey to discover our magic through our purposeful and intentional connections with nature's because we are all connected, um, all of us. So I am excited for the next episodes and look forward to connecting again soon. Thank you.